thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Uh, welcome to Papercut Podcast and our Quick Cut series. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michalczuk, and we're here with Natalie Bourne and Eric Robertson. Hey, Please thanks tell for us. having us. So, you're so welcome. Please tell us about everything that you have, Natalie, been doing since we've seen you last and all the things that you've been doing together, all your new projects, or your new project, new album, right? Yeah. Uh, when Do you remember when... When uh, uh, my sister and I were on Paper Cut, that was so awesome. Thank you so much. That was such a fun interview. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. So long ago. It was Maybe a, I think years. about two years, yeah. Wow, wild. Uh, I don't, I've been doing a lot of stuff in the last two years. <laughs> uh, well, mostly, I guess, the, bit, the main important event that happened in the last two years was Eric and I moved out to Onanol from Winnipeg to work seasonally here at the Riding Mountain National Park. But then we just sort of like stayed and house sat for my employers who travel in Asia for months. We just stayed at their house and we wrote our record, like Slow Spirit's new record that we just made. And so- So cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's one way to do things. So, so how long was that writing process? It was between four and six months. Like it, it I'd say the first four were intense, and then the last two, we kind of were just wrapping things up, sort of. Okay. It was like so, mostly over a winter period, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like too cold to go outside or do anything. So you write an album? Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Was that an everyday process? Uh, yeah, we weren't doing anything else. So. I think in some capacity, we were working on it every day, whether it was uh, like very structured every day or not. Like definitely there were most days weren't very structured. Um, But there were also days where they were really structured in there where we would spend the entire day in the studio. We, you know, it'd come to a head where it's like, oh, we've got the song. Now let's go knock it out or something like that. And we had like a weekly deadline every Every Monday or something, we had to have a new song put together. So that really helped us, you know, maintain the, the, in what, maintain the songs, you know. The flow, yeah. We maintained the flow. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the productivity level was high. Yeah, it was. Well, it's also Manitoba in the winter, right? Like, there's nothing to do. And we were in, like, a rural situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really just nothing, nothing to do at so all. I- I kind of want to touch on that. Um, how much does that rural aspect play into your songwriting? Like being away from the city, is it is it easier to concentrate? Uh, how does it change? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's on a variety of, of levels, but like the first thing you, that's pretty obvious is like, oh, I don't have any friends to go hang out with on mm-hmm. Thursday nights. I mean, everybody's experiencing this now, so who knows what kind of creative things are going to come out of this period. But, but right away you're like, Oh, I can't really have any big social commitments uh, because I live in on and there are no people here really. Mm-hmm. Well, there are, we just don't really know though. We're not friends. With- <laughs> yet. <laughs> not yet. 
but it's truly very small. It's mostly like farmers and and like even people that do live here year round, they say their social activity really comes is like uh, decreased in the winter. So I think it's pretty normal for people to just stay home and watch TV and read books and list of podcasts, yeah. <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Um, uh, I would say if I could add to that, uh, just that it wasn't so much being in a rural place so much as having the time and the, like what Natalie was saying about distractions, de definitely, but having that time to be, uh, to just like let things happen in, you know, without having to be to going to work or, you know, trying to keep up a social life or, or anything like that, just having that free time, which I don't think is really possible in a city. Like there's just, you just get caught up in the, the, the flow of things. So in a way it is a product of being in the country, but it's not necessarily environmental in a way. It's sort of like a, a byproduct of being in a rural community where, and, and because we had, were able to, because we were house sitting for someone and not paying rent and we had less expenses and because we were working jobs in the summer that were paying better than jobs we could find in Winnipeg that allowed mm -hmm. us to save so that we would, we, we were safe banking time really so that we were able to focus on, on writing music. It's a different way of doing things like kind of like full off, full on, as opposed to trying to squeeze art in the evenings or on the weekends or when you can find time. Right. right which is the environment of like geniuses. Like not, not saying that in a certain, like, I don't mean to sound like a jerk. I just mean like in terms of like, let's think of all great art pieces in the world. Right. That was people who were, they were made long ago when there's, nothing to do but just like make this art and that was your job and all these amazing masterpieces came into that place and the fact that you guys are making an album and finding the value in taking a step back from obligations and just focusing on your art really says something about the environment that we're making for artists in Winnipeg and around the world do you know what I mean yeah totally yeah like how how are artists expected to interact with society like artists have to have Keep up with social media, like you know, like Beethoven was not on Instagram. Well, Beethoven yeah. was not on Instagram. <laughs> not give a shit. Oh, yeah. man. But you know, what are the expectations? And by evolution, you know, it's all we're all just trying to live and participate in this. So, yeah, that another part of living in the country was just like being around. Uh, you know, plants and animals and wildlife and like, you know, life forms that are existing outside of the human sphere. Mm -hmm. you know, like these, this stuff just does its own thing and it doesn't require human interaction at all. Right. Which came into your lyricism for your new album too, right? Those connections to nature and sort of like a, in some cases, a longing to be nature and away from human. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think just like reconnecting with like humans, our nature, it's just, we've yeah. kind of ignored that for a long time. And I think we've, we've been rediscovering that um, nature is creative in a, a parallel way that we are trying to be creative. There is creative 
activity happening all around us all the time. And when you look closely, you, you see how it, it, it's happening very organically and very slowly, but con consistently. It, there's always something happening that's prod productive. And, and it's going through these cycles of, of creation and chaos and destruction constantly. And we were, like, I don't necessarily feel like I can speak to like the influence at this moment, but I feel like in, if I were to keep doing this for three years, it would really start to set in where like I see these cycles starting to have an influence on my own creative cycle where mm -hmm. I can go through periods of being really creative and then feeling periods of where I need to break things down again and, and start over. And yeah. Yeah. I can see some of those ana analogous ideas though, when you're saying like slowly and surely and organically, but that's kind of how you described making your album, right? Just exactly slowly and surely and organically, just like the growth of a, a tree or a building of a nest, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we had written really like one album's worth of material while living in Winnipeg that took like three years on and off where we were trying to like get our band together. We were a five piece at the time, so it was a bit trickier. Um, getting everyone in the same room, more scheduling involved. And, but like, it was just a different approach, playing shows, refining material on stage and in a jam space. And it, it, you know, squeezing in time, like an hour or two here and there, like maybe once every two to three weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel quite right. But when we're out here and we're able to just work on things a little bit every day, um, it, it feels, yeah, more like organic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think if you were if you were still producing in the city that you would have been able to connect with the kind of um, the kind of tones, a lot of the messages uh, in the album? Do you think you'd still be able to find that? Sorry, the computer broke up a little bit. Can you repeat that question? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying, if you were still in the city, do you think you'd you'd still be able to touch on those same ideas and same um, tones that you were kind of uh, just speaking to earlier about being in nature, being able to take it one day at a time? Um, would you be able to still reach that place if you were in the city, going through that same process? I I sincerely doubt it. I don't think so. You know, like, I feel like these songs were all written uh, kind of like in a super present state of mind with the, like, the turning of the seasons, which you can't, like, really pick up on in uh, Winnipeg as much, I don't think. You know, like, when we were living on Osborne, we lived in the Roslyn. You know the Roslyn? Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the major rhythms of our daily lives was just traffic, you know? Like, here comes the, you know, rush hour to work. Here's a rush hour back every single day. You were always like aware of those cycles. Mm -hmm. But out in the country, there's just so much less human noise. And you're able to pick up on so many more subtleties in the way that seasons change. Like in Winnipeg, I feel like we almost like rush through seasons where we'll use like our, our tractors and stuff and like push away snow and like, um, like create these artificial environments where we don't experience and also just being around buildings 
breaking wind. Uh, you <laughs> breaking the wind. Wow. The buildings are breaking the wind. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> you definitely experience the seasons much differently. I don't know. Out here, I've noticed just like spring is actually really long. This spring has been really long. It's been cold, um, but it's you know, it melts and then it freezes and then it melts, but it, 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 it freezes differently than it froze the first time because there's like all this water now and there's, it's like, I, you know, I don't know. It's like so dry. You notice all the plants are so dry. Mm -hmm. because they totally lost, like they, they died in the fall and then <laughs> hydrating all winter, but it hasn't rained yet, you know? It's right. like barely rained. And all of the snow has melted. And at first it like sits on the surface and gets really mucky because there's this permafrost and it can't, it can't sink through the, the soil. But then all of a sudden that melts and now there's no water on the ground anywhere and it's super dry. And it's like, there's forest fires that are starting. Right. You know, often and it's like, it's, it's such a more like volatile environment to be in. I don't know if we could, we shelter ourselves from that in the city we push it out. We push it out past the perimeter and we don't want it to influence our lives. We want to focus on the economy and productivity in a very human sense. And it's not, it doesn't lead to the same results when it comes, when it, you're trying to make art and you're very influenced by your environment. It, yeah. I don't think we ever could have made this album in the city. Yeah, just like not being able to see those cycles just based on the amount of concrete. Yeah, exactly. Like, just on that one factor alone. None of the things that you describe are things that people in the city are particularly familiar with because all the f ground is concrete. <laughs> and that's so interesting that you're talking about those things and you're noticing those things. I'm, I mean, I did notice there's like a lot of, yeah, again, in your album, a lot of those nods and respects to nature really cool totally. so uh you also sort of um release your album in sort of like a non-traditional way do you want to talk about that a little bit well i think in terms of uh a little bit at a time and with podcasts and Definitely. all that type of thing so just that yeah. strategy and how that came about well it was just like i'm born out of necessity i guess i think the main thought about the album release was like, how do we, so as musicians, we're trying to promote this record that's coming out. What is the most valuable content? What is the most valuable thing that we have to share with our audience? And it's our music, you know, that's, that's like, people don't need to see like tips from Natalie about whatever. Like, <laughs> the best thing that we have to share is the music that we made. So every week we would release a track from the record as like, social media content, you know? And it was like, just a way to try to get people familiar with the record as it was, and to like tell the story of how the music was made. Uh, yeah, we gave, we just like wanted to feature every song and give it the attention we thought it deserved. So we made little videos for every track. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird time to release. I think it started with the Dolly Parton podcast. Do you guys listen to that? This um, radio lab? 
Yeah, my mom has been bugging me to do it. She's on episode three, probably four by the time she listens to this, but I haven't yet. But if you want to talk about how that influenced you. Yeah, I mean, we totally fell in love with that podcast, or I did. I like loved it so much. And Eric loves podcasts. Yeah, and that podcast specifically, um, Jad Abum, Ab- I can never say his last name. Jad Abumrad. Abumrad. Um, he produced this podcast focusing on Dolly Parton and how she has affected the American culture, like just in general. (laughs) And it's great. But he released it uh, weekly, episodically on it Thursdays. And we realized we were getting really excited every time Thursday came around because Mm -hmm. there was a new podcast. And I mean, that used to be a big part of TV and, and, you know, networks releasing TV shows. And I think we've kind of forgotten about that. And we just wanted to see if that model might work for releasing music where we would release a song weekly. And because we made a podcast to go with each song, it it seemed more like it, it seemed like it would work. Um, You know, there was more than just a song. There was like a story to go along with each song and to release Mm -hmm. that weekly it seemed we just wanted to see if any we would build any momentum through doing it that way Um, which i think you did right like when the album was released it didn't get any less um less attention than it would have based on like anticipation for example right like that is the biggest thing about a full album release is like you know the one song but there's all that anticipation for it but the anticipation uh, wasn't lost along the way, you know, like people were still quite excited when it came out, which I, I think seems like it's successful, but yeah. also very creative and very new way of doing things, I think. Well, and that's just it, you know, like, I think the old way of doing things is like totally under question, like, you know, what is the right way to release music anymore? Yeah. You know, how do we, how do we keep the power in the hands of the musicians making the music without giving it away to all these other people, you know? There has have, to be a way and no one really has found it yet, so. Have have you guys seen any other bands doing that approach or was that just from that the the podcast that you guys got that idea? Cuz you might have started you might start a trend. I I think William Prince has a podcast out soon. I think it's something, you know, it just goes hand in hand, you know. Musicians are comfortable recording and they right. have gear to record. So if they can just, you know, figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, because this is a quick cut, we got to wrap this up soon. I've got one more question for you guys. For sure. Um, so since you have been living uh, living out in Onanol, Onanol? Is that Onanol. Onanol, okay. Onanol. Um, <laughs> how do you guys keep busy? Uh, because it is kind of an isolated life, right? Or a little more isolated? Right. Oh, so, well, like so many ways, you know, we just went for like a two hour hike just that way, you know? (laughs) Um, Uh, I've been doing a lot of woodworking lately, getting back into that. I discovered- Is he lying, Natalie? Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I discovered a pile of scrap wood that our landlords were like, yeah, I have adders. So I've been building like stuff around the house. Nice. Nice. What are you building? Uh, like I built like a CD shelf and 
just more so repairs also like there's some furniture in here that just needs to be like refinished and stuff like that so it's sweet that's awesome um we're hoping we're trying to get our garden started and we're gonna maybe build build a geodesic dome around our garden this year wow greenhouse sort of thing (laughs) that's the plan at least fingers crossed it all pans out hey you're a carpenter now you can do whatever you want (laughs) yeah and well we were pretty busy up until releasing this album like releasing four separate three or eight like meaningful copy to go along with each of them that all takes time like we've been building up our email list so natalie's been writing an email to go out with each song and um which is great because it's like you get an even more personal kind of note from slow spirit to yourself that you don't get in any of our other social media. It's a direct contact. And so we're able to be a little more candid in that, or feel like we can be a little more personal and um, just kind of enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. We had some fires this weekend and, I, I don't think there's a fireman. I need to check to make sure there isn't a fireman in Harrison Park right now. I was just talking about how dry it is. Yeah. I should be. Maybe do you a think more that uh, maybe this will be my last question? But uh, do you think that um, some of these things are sort of trying to bridge a, a social void or gap, like doing personal messages to people in their email and putting all these content and talking out to a sort of um, respect for like those interactions now that you're removed from them? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's not a question. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a yes or no question. Well, um, I would elaborate in saying... Please elaborate. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's important to to build relationships this new people through our music all the time people that we didn't even know when we were in winnipeg you know that are reaching out or like in toronto or in you know england or people who are reaching out saying like oh we like your music so it's it's nice to build relationships with those people through email and something that we've been meaning to do for a long time is just have like an email list something we can keep up with and Mm-hmm. Some, something with the band, um, with this album release especially, it's just like a, a lot of personal touches. It feels like a really personal album. Like, uh, Thank you, yeah. Yeah, something you can kind of connect with very easily. It's accessible, at, at least in my opinion. I think that was a big part of it was just like, you know, like try to be more human about it. Just try to like tell more stories and let people know what the heck is going on with this record. You know, you have to let people in to the, the story that's happening. Yeah. Totally. That's fantastic. Hey, congratulations again on the album and thank you you. uh, again for coming on uh, to talk with us. Well, thanks so much for having us on. It's so great. I'm so glad you've been listening to your podcast uh, for years now and I love it. So I'm so happy. Thank you. Finally be on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So we're going to wrap it up with our uh, awkward ending and then we were going to just get out of here. Okay. All right. (laughs) So. 
Thank, Thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us, us on, on Paper Cut, Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks. It's so hard. With-